It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right, it is Go Birds Radio presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. Big TVs, comfy, comfy chairs. No better place to hang out on a Saturday like with us, like our guy Richie in the Northeast doing today. Yes, Shout sir. out to Richie. Always fun to hang out here. Elliot Short Parks, my good friend. What How up, buddy? So, would you like to hear something crazy? Yes. Okay. I so, thought about it. And I would. Okay, good. Because it's obviously been a crazy week with the Eagles. It has been, we know yeah. it's been up and down. What, what, what if I told you that uh, one year ago today, we would still be two days away oh, wow. from the Eagles playing the Niners in the NFC Championship game? How about that? It feels, How much can change in yeah. less than a year, my friend? It feels like it's been 10 years since that game. I know. <laughs> I, like, it hasn't even been a distant, year. Distant memory. It hasn't even been yeah. a year since that game. Yeah. And there's already, a, we're on our third set of coordinators are yep. about to be by then. Yeah, I saw this will be the seventh coordinator <laughs> once I get their offensive coordinator. In less than 12 months. Team. Yep. Yeah. I mean, think about how crazy that is. It's been a, it's been a, Tumultuous, uh, a few few months. I, I feel like you're year. implying the season didn't end well for the Eagles. <laughs> you might say in that. In case you know you've been sleeping under a rock, feels like maybe the ending of the season didn't go great. Is no, that the, the vibe? No, I'm it getting? didn't. But look, I, I did think it was a good last week, though. Yeah. So let's get into it. And two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's our first time to get to talk to our audience since the press conference this week, since the official decision. I mean, last week we were sitting here saying like. We think Nick's going to be back, but we're not sure. You know, we hadn't even gotten the Schefter report in the game last week when we did the show saying it's trending that way. So we were really in the dark. He's coming back. He's back. You know, obviously the coordinator thing, so much to get into. But just as we sit here after the press conference this week, Vic Fangio is official. He's here. How are you feeling about the Eagles as opposed to kind of how you felt when the season ended? So I think the Eagles' chances of winning the Super Bowl in 2024 increased this past week. Um, I think firing Nick would have been a mistake, and it certainly would have impacted the team for next year. I think uh, bringing back Brian Johnson, I believe Brian deserved to keep his job. But listening to the Eagles explain it, I think they are correct that this team needed a fresh set of eyes on the offense. When when they said that at the press conference, it reminded me a lot of, remember, when we you know would do the pods in 2018, 2019, 2020, and they kept promoting from within. Yep. Like We would say they need someone from the outside. We literally use that exact to, phrase. To, to come use, look yep. at this. So I think that was smart of them. Um, so I think for 2024, compared to last week, I think the Eagles have a better chance of being serious contenders next year than they did prior to all these decisions being made. But the further away I get from the press conference, and we've talked since then, and you know, initially I was like, oh, I'm not, not that into the idea of having your play caller not be your head coach. I've even got myself more into that camp. I believe in the Eagles. I think Howie's good at his job. I think Nick's good at his job. I believe in my core that it's going to be really hard to sustain success unless Nick is your play caller or your best offensive mind. Uh, so while I believe next year it works out better for them, 
I have serious concern about the longevity of this. Now, you could say to me, look, it's a two-year thing, and in two years you figure it out, and I'm fine with that. Like, I don't think you have to view the NFL in five- to ten-year windows. But the way they're doing this is not the best way to win long-term, in my opinion. So I understand that, the idea of you lose your play caller every year. But, look, I mean, we're sitting here at a Final Four right now where two of the Final Four teams – have head coaches that don't call plays on either side of the ball. Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh has literally never called plays, and he's had a pretty successful career as an NFL head coach, always in it. Obviously, he's won a Super Bowl, you know, one of the favorites to potentially win it again this year. Uh, Dan Campbell, obviously, everyone loves Dan Campbell, including me, the first person on the Dan Campbell bandwagon. Back you were always, yes. Interim were coach always, yeah. in Miami doing Oklahoma drills. I love the guy. But, like, we, we've seen that this model is something that can have success in the NFL. And here's the thing. Look. I, look, it's certainly possible that it just doesn't work and Nick's gone and, and we move forward. But if they were going to bring Nick back, which it's clear they, they wanted to and they did, like, what else do people want? I, agree, I didn't I agree want him involved in the offense. I don't want him running the offense. One of my favorite things I heard in that press conference was at the beginning, and credit to you for asking the question about Brian Johnson, was him saying, listen, we're bringing someone in to quote unquote be in charge of the offense. They will call plays. Like, yes. Yes, that's what I want. The most successful Nick has been here, 2022, the most successful stretch he had is the season where he didn't have to worry about it. The season where he wasn't looking over Ryan Johnson's shoulder and saying, no, don't do this, or, oh, that's not working, or, oh, the offense. Like, he was able to just sit back. Not to mention the defensive not, side the, of the ball. Sit, both yeah. sides of the ball. He was able to just sit back and be the game manager, leader of men guy that I think is what he is actually talented at. I knew they, that ideally when they hired him, they wanted to be an offensive genius. Well, guess what? He ain't that. But I do think he's got the leader of men thing, and I, we, we've seen how that can work. They just need to nail these hires, obviously. Yeah, so I think my concern with this, so you use Dan Campbell and John Harbaugh, and Harbaugh obviously has a long track record of success, right? So I, I think he has shown, now, while he has not won a Super Bowl for a really long time or been in a Super Bowl or been in a lot of conference championship games, like he is a team that consistently makes the playoffs. I think he's done a pretty good job replacing coordinators. So I think he's a model of it. Dan Campbell, I can't use as a model of success yet because I need to see Dan Campbell do it next year when he doesn't have Ben Johnson. Like, if he's able to replace Ben Johnson, you're right. Like, I, I have come around on Dan Campbell. You were right about Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is a good head coach. The problem is Dan Campbell doesn't run the offense there. And while the defense is probably more important than, you know, I gave it credit for it considering it cratered, cratered the Eagles season, the offense is still the most important side of the ball, which means the most important person in the Eagles right now, other than Jalen, like non-player, is going to be the guy that in a year could get hired away. Like, we'll go through some of our, our candidates, but just quickly, if they hire Cliff Kingsbury and the o offense is awesome next year, like, Cliff's probably getting hired away. Eric Bieniemy, uh, Gerard Johnson, uh, I don't Clint know, though. Kubiak. Like, like Bieniemy, you know, these type of guys, whether Kingsbury, like, Kingsbury maybe less so, but like a Bieniemy, certainly guys who have already gotten head coaching opportunities, whether it's, you know, the Frank Reich's example we use, but like someone like that, uh, you know, conceptually, someone who's been a head coach, it didn't work out. And he's unlikely to get a head coaching job anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, but I just think it's different. I just think with you're less Eagles. likely to lose that. The people. Eagles are like head coach makers. If you look at they, if yeah, you look but, at their court, but, Frank Reich got one, Shane Steichen got one, Jonathan Gannon got one. But that's because they were hiring younger guys who are you know up and comers and stuff. If you purpose like Vic Fangio is not getting a coach. No, job. Vic is not. I right? agree. So hire yeah. the offensive Vic Fangio. See, but I, I or an example. It doesn't have to be old guy guy. But the point being, like, would you agree? And I'm not saying hire Frank Reich, but would you agree that Frank Reich is not getting another? I don't think Frank job? is getting another. He will never be a coach in the NFL again. So someone like that, but who's the, a very capable, but the reason he's not going to get another because he was a bad head coach. He, yes. He's a good coordinator. There are a lot of guys who are good coordinators. Josh McDaniels, outstanding coordinator, horrendous, maybe the worst head coach we've ever seen. Right. So you know, like, I do think you can find someone. And look, you have to fi find the best offensive coordinator for the job, whoever that is. And even if you're, even if it's someone you could lose, that I, you make the best choice. But there are, I think, offensive coordinator hires you can hire. And look, even some of these guys, like Bobby Slowick's probably not getting a job this year. Like, there are other guys, you don't lose them immediately. Well, so that's the other. I, I do think that, well, I think you could lose them next year. You're right. It's probably more of a two-year thing. And that's, that's a long time. Again, two years ago, the Eagles, at, you know, at this point, were what? Like, trying to trade Jalen Hurts? Yeah. So, so, like, a lot, has a lot has changed in two years. So you were correct about that. But the problem is... Hiring coordinators is hard. Like, the Eagles have done a good job of it, and so maybe they will continue to do so. But this last year showed, like, 
you know, for whatever, whoever we think holds the most blame in this season, I think the coordinators being different was a big part of the reason this season no didn't go that well. I think and it, I Im- said it, it impacted. Yeah, I told you we my both biggest did. fear, yeah. yeah. I, I think it impacted Jalen. It clearly impacted the defensive side of the ball. And on the offensive side, I still think – I still think the offense was better than people give it credit for. But at the end of the day, it clearly was not at the end of the and season look, good enough. And look, it clear like, how many people wanted Nick fired? And Nick, you know, had a bad year for the most part. But but a lot of that also could be the fact that he had two new coordinators underneath him. That's so I probably do think pretty he hard. was stretched thin. Yeah. Now, this year, he'll, he Especially will still have. Especially he didn't trust those people if, if they yeah. weren't necessarily his choice. Now, he will have two new coordinators this year as well. Sure. Now, Vic Fangio is more it's of a It's almost veteran. like just yeah. do your thing. I, I agree with that. But... I just can't, I can't get behind the idea of the most important coach in the organization being someone that can get hired away at any moment. Like the Niners haven't won anything, but, again, but the I, Niners. I don't think just because you're the offensive play card doesn't make you the most important coach in the organization. So let That's me ask you this, you though. Think. No, but let me ask you this. Like, let's say they hire, pick a name. We'll use Cliff King. Sure, use him as an example. Cliff comes in next year. They have the number one offense in the NFL. Like Jalen looks unbelievable. They're get like all these things. Maybe he doesn't get hired away, but at some point he will. Like, are you letting that guy walk away and keeping Nick? I mean, if you have to, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I don't know. I, I, if I go back a, and keep Shane question, right? So, keep Shane so that, that's my concern is that the foundation of this team is now in a lot of ways faultier going to be – Well, it's not faultier. It's just built around someone that can get hired away, and that's my concern. So while like I the think – The offensive philosophy is built Yeah, but the offense there. is still what wins in the NFL. Now, look, maybe Nick could learn the offense at the time the guy's here. Do, do you know that three of the final four teams left are the top three teams in defense this year? I'm just going to throw that out to you. Yeah, but they also have the MVP candidate. I know, uh, but I mean, still, like, like the, the Ravens are great because of Lamar, yeah, but also because yeah. they have an amazing defense right. that plays great. I think you're. I, under- I still think offense. This is, is more not the time the to under. It's not, under- not the time defense. to have this yes. debate. But yes. so that is my biggest concern. Like I'm not concerned at all. I heard a lot this week. You know, and even you know your number one show in the country was saying it. Like, <laughs> like Nick looked emasculated. I didn't. I thought that. Like I John Ritchie called him a blame sponge, I which actually is, is argue, funny, but it's I hilarious. Yeah, it is. I actually argue with them on that. Where like they were like, we think Jeffrey chewed him out. Is that? I think they came in wanting to look upset. I, I think, agree with I that, think they yeah. came in saying, all right, we are going to be somber. We are not joking around. This season just died, well, and we're going to act like it. And I think they did. Like, I don't think, I don't think that was because they, like, he's emasculated. I think it was because, and it, look, to be fair, he has been in a way emasculated. That is, it is. So I disagree with that. In a certain though. way. But regardless, I didn't take that press conference as, as an example of how the way they acted is that. I took it more as, like, they came in saying, we are going to act depressed because that's what our fan base is and we're going to match that so i agree with you that they came in wanting to look that way but i also think and i think you'll agree with me on this i think they probably really felt that way yeah <laughs> like, of course for of all course. the eagles fans that yeah. feel that way and i'm not saying they can feel the way fans do because let's be honest they didn't grow up eagles fans there's just yeah, always going to yeah, be a it's always there. more different but, for us but but this is their profession like i'm sure it's it has their been, careers i'm yeah. sure it's, it's been a legacies. very very hard three months for howie roseman and nick sirianni yeah. and especially if a it's hard last 10 days yeah. so i i think how they were up there is probably how it's been for them i'm sure they're living in the office right now interviewing guys like all those things so i do think that being at that press and to, real quick just to add to that we come in with so much with like our super bowl expectations Jalen, the players yeah. and all that those guys too yeah. i mean those guys came in probably expecting to go to win the super bowl whatever this year yeah. and then for it to crater you know i'm sure they feel a certain way too so i still have faith and i was happy that howie came out and said you know 33 and 11 or whatever it was and you i know, know prior we can to, do this yeah we've, we've done it like, i know we can do it i have won a super bowl guys yeah. don't forget I, I am fine with with flexing your resume up there because i think it's important to do this city in a lot of ways has soured on howie and nick and for them to get up there and, and show their resume, I thought was important. But at the same time, when they hired Nick, this was not their vision. Maybe they've now come around to the idea of this is a better way to do it because it is the same way. Like, we didn't even know Shane Steichen was calling plays in 2021. Yeah, you're right. So this idea that it matters who calls plays, if the guy, can't, it works, if the guy right? can't leave, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If, if, if they hire a coordinator, let's say we'll keep using Cliff Kingsbury. They hire Cliff, and Cliff's like, honestly, I have no desire to be a head coach again. I would love to be a coordinator the rest of my life. Great. Like, then you, I think you have a formula in place that can win because I do think Nick is a great CEO and coach, and he's won that way. They almost they came within a penalty flag of winning it, you know, at, in, in this format. My biggest concern is now the offensive scheme and the play caller is going to be gone more than likely in a year or two, and that just – I don't believe that's what the Eagles had in mind when they hired Nick. So they've had to pivot on it. doesn't mean it can't work, 
but this is not really how people hire head coaches. 215-592-9494. We're going to come to the phones in just a minute. One more thing before we come to the phones again. 215-592-9494. We want to talk to as many GoBirds listeners as we can. Get the pulse of the fan base after a tumultuous week in Eagles I, I, football. I am curious. You know, these past few weeks, even before the season ended, me and you obviously talk all the time and talk to callers all the time. People were very, very down on this team. I was probably on the outside of feeling more optimistic about them. I am curious if this press conference made people feel better. Because it did make me feel better to an extent. But I think the fans should be encouraged by the fact that they are going to have a new offensive scheme because that's exactly what they want. Totally agree. No one wanted Nick involved in the offense. Guess what? You got what you wanted. 215-592-9494. One more thing before we go to the phones. Get on the lines now. The Fangio thing. Um, The hiring of Fangio itself. Look, we both went in saying very clearly on both sides of the ball, but particularly on defense, we wanted them to bring in someone with a resume, with experience, who could just handle it. Who could be like, this is your defense now, sir. Take care of it. And they did that. You know, it might have, we we both like Ron Rivera. There are a couple guys out there. That would have been been a a better hire. But, like, they hired someone who fulfills that, that, uh, you know, the role that we wanted filled. And, and look, I mean, they've spent a lot of time getting Fangio Disciples. Nice to actually get the guy who the defense yes. is built by. Um, but since the hire, the, the kind of only concerning things, the, the hire was announced. We talked about it right away where there's like, great. It's basically during in. the press conference. During the press We're like, yeah. in. And then this news kind of starts leaking out of Miami. Drew Rosenhaus, of all people, get, coming out and saying, like, that players down there might not have been a huge fan of Vic yeah. Fangio. Does that concern you at all? Come to the phones in just a second. Um, I think it's not ideal to hear. But I think every situation is different. The players are going to be different here. The atmosphere is different here. The head coach is different here. So, you know, I, I don't believe Fangio is going to come here and it's going to be like a culture problem. And not to mention, culture didn't seem great last year. So it's not like he's coming, you know, maybe, you know, some. Yeah, some, can't get much worse than the defensive yeah. culture we saw that led to the right. playoff performance. So with maybe no they tackled. need someone that's going to come in with a little more of an iron fist. Um, the, the, the stuff from the players, I don't love it. It's not ideal, but it wouldn't be enough for me to not hire him. Yeah, I, I, I think that what they need on the defensive side of the ball is a head coach. They yep. need a head coach, like someone that has ran defenses before, ran teams before, knows how to, like, little things, structure meetings throughout the day, know who should be meeting with who. I think the defense last year, especially once Patricia got control, was just a complete disaster at every level. I've never seen such confusion from players. It's almost hard to even – judge the scheme because I don't even think they were in it half the time because no one knew what they were doing. So I think with Fangio, a full off season, I think he will be here all year. It would stun me if he's replaced at some point. Things have gone very poorly if they're getting rid of Vic Fangio. So I just think some stability that he's going to bring in to what you said too. A lot of these players on defense have been learning a Vic Fangio style of defense, so it's not a huge change from a scheme perspective. I think it's about as good of a hire as they could have made. Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. I, I actually think this team needs a bit of kick, in the, kick yeah. in the butt, so to speak, and a lot of the reports about why the players didn't like him, and I'm sure there's a wide range of things, but was that he was very strict about making them do film work, mm-hmm. and players didn't like to be quizzed about what their roles were and all that. Well, too bad, okay? After what I just saw on defense this year, I want him quizzed. I want him to be, like, disciplined in that building. And to your point, like, it is a good mesh with Nick. If Nick is going to be the CEO guy who's also naturally someone who is more of a friendly personality, someone who's going to be, like, maybe more friends with the players than the disciplinarian, like, have someone on the defensive side who can be the jerk and can be like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Sorry, guys. Suck it up. You so know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, like, an old-school football guy thing. You ready? Mm-hmm. I actually – don't really care if he's relatable to the players. Yeah. Like, not everyone in the organization has to be I relatable. agree. You know, he, football, Richie's <laughs> yes. big on this. And he Hugh, always, Hugh said this as well. Football is about yeah. discipline. It's about yeah. toughness. Like, Richie yeah. always says, if you want to boil football down to one thing, it's it's can you beat the crap out of the dude in front of you on a basic level? And, like, you know what? This team maybe did get a little soft at the end of last season, so you don't bring in a little toughness. Well, and I also think they got a little sloppy. That well, too. I, I think it's more important that the guy that's the coordinator has the great scheme that's good at like structuring things. And then if he's relatable, that's great as well. Totally agree. But I'll take those two things first. Totally agree. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on all this? Reaction to the press conference. you feel better or worse about the Eagles after it? And the Vic Fangio thing, the whole player issue, it's all on the table. A little bit later in the show, we're going to make our picks for conference championship weekend and Elliot will give us his top three choices for the offensive coordinator position that's coming up later let's go to the phone start out where we do every single week at this time and go to Hamilton and talk to our buddy Tommy oh, Tom Yo, fellas. how we doing today 
What up, buddy? How are you doing today? Like, are you feeling better than last week? Oh, no, no, not when it comes to me. <laughs> right. Great, great. Oh, hey, real, yeah. real quick, James, before I get started, I just want to ask your cohort there a quick Sixers question. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, lay it on him. All right, so if, if a trade, assuming a trade happens, I just want to know that one guy is going to survive. You ready for the name? All right. N- Nicholas Batum. <laughs> All right. Did you say that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I said that, yeah. no. Well, to be fair, I said it the, when they first acquired him. <laughs> okay. I did correct myself. Okay, yes. so it wasn't after watching games. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Yeah. But, hey, he uh, might no. be. Batum sounds better. Batum sounds better. But he might be the glue of the team. So if, if anyone's going to survive, he's uh, he's been really critical for them. Wow, it turned into a real question. That's yeah, why I love you, Esp. <laughs> you know, my problem is with the whole philosophy of the defense. The, the only hire that I like that they've made so far is Caldwell for the linebackers coach. I well, think that's, that's not a solid hire. It's not, it's not done yet. That's just so. they're meeting with him. Oh, wow. I thought they hired him. Unless it has in the last Damn. 15 minutes. Yeah, I haven't. I know they're, they're just interviewing him. <laughs> I, I think he'll that. probably get well, it, but it's not. Yeah, I, all signs point to that, and I like that. Other than that, I don't like any of this. What's like, your issue I don't with like, I, don't, I don't like this no teeth, passive, uh, slap and tickle. Shout out to Rios. That's, That's the phrase I was defense. thinking of. I couldn't think of it that Rios always says. Yeah. So, Tom, yeah, look, yeah. I, Tom, I generally, like, I understand it's not our style. I think we've been particularly annoyed after you know this past year with it and all that but i mean fangio's gotten results with it like he is i Mm -hmm. mean even this year in miami without a ton of talent with guys getting hurt like he had a top 10 defense for the most part in most categories um you know i don't know I, i get your point but it's one thing to have the like disciples trying to run their version of the guy's system and another one that like have the, the guy well, it's his well listen they, they doubled down and they're bringing in the architect of look, what it did i think work is the a Super ridiculous Bowl year, right until the very end when he got out coached like it was a well, pretty good defense yeah i don't know if he got out coached but the, the Bad, yeah. decide this year too know. for I'm what just, it's I'm worth just not a, got good results i'm just not a fan of it but i mean Sirianni, i i just like he's asked what he does as a head coach like you should never begin the sentence that describes your job with i guess which is what he did. So, and then he, uh, Tom, really quick, uh, Black Gritty actually gave like a great answer of what he would have said this week, and so I do think I there heard are, it. They, I yeah. actually thought it was a fine answer. I, I, well, Wait, yeah. What do you do? I'm the head coach of the team. Like, I, it's a, but, it's a good but here's line. the thing, Tom. Like, why do we care? Like, we done, we've done this with Nick. We saw his introductory press conference. We're all like, you know this guy's I a care? fool. You know why, why? I care, Elliot? Because why? he said um, in that answer, he must have said culture four or five times. Well, that's his and job. That, and the culture fell apart at the end of the season. It did, but since so he's been here, the culture's been good. If that's the one thing, the main thing that he's going to be good at, then you got to be good at it. That's yeah. my issue with it. All right, Tommy. Now, great call, brother. You got something else? All right, guys. No, I'm good. I know you're up against it. Have a good one, Tommy. Always a pleasure. Yeah, look, I get that point, but it's also like, like yes, the culture fell apart the last six weeks of this season when they were losing – and they had gone to the Super Bowl and turned around. It's been a long run, and it's tough. Like, yes, like, the, the question is, now can he rebuild the culture? Like, is that's when we're going to find out if the thing works. Like, that, can he fix it? You know, and I yeah. think he, he – I, I don't think that he can just because it fell apart at the end of a tough season. Yeah, I, I think that it comes down to what we – talked about a lot with this team are you going to look at the smaller sample size or the larger one and we'll find out beginning of next year which which ended up being more meaningful but yeah i think nick has been good at, at culture here and for what's worth the players do really like nick well that's something else i pointed out and two one five five nineteen ninety four nine four that with all the leaks we've heard all the stuff that we've heard out of the locker rooms and there's been stories about Jalen, and there's been stories about the coaching staffs and the brian johnson and the coach upset about brian we have not had one leak not one that's a great point saying there's a problem with Nick and the players, yep. and that he's lost the locker room. Not one leak. That would have come out. So at least from that person, oh, he lost the locker room. I don't think he did because we have not heard one word. 100%. 215-592-9494. Get on the line now. We want to talk to as many Go Birds regulars as we can. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on all your favorite sports and for playing all your favorite casino games for real money. You can bet Philly hoops and bet player performances for port points, rebounds, and more. The Bet Parks app is the only sportsbook betting app that I use myself, and it's the only one that I recommend. 
Why? Because it's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Join me and download the Bet Parks app right now and play all your favorite casino games right at your fingertips. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to you wherever you are. You can play with a live dealer on your phone. You can enjoy blackjack, roulette, Texas Hold'em, and you can play hot online slots like Divine Fortunes and Cleopatra. New users, download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000. That's right. $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See website at betparks.com for details. You love to play. You love to win. You bet. Bet Parks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. Comfy chairs, big TVs, lots of sports on to watch. An awesome place to spend a Saturday or any day, really. Yeah. yeah. Look, great uh, big Sixers game tonight. Yes, yeah. Excited get, for that one. Your favorite player in the NBA, I guess, the, uh, Embiid going to see him. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm, I'm over the Embiid Jokic thing. Like, I've been proven right about that. Oh, Embiid's really? better. So it just doesn't How do it for me anymore. How many rings does Embiid have? I didn't... But the difference is no one cares about Jokic's ring. Oh, really? Yeah. I okay. think it's one of the most pointless rings we've seen from a champion in a major sport in a really long time. Like, no one's going to be talking about Jokic's great finals run. It was a years. dominant run. I bet you people will. It was I don't an amazing think so. run by Jokic. Like, yeah. the, the Eagles Super Bowl run was a great run. It had, like, a, a uniqueness to it. Nothing was unique about Jokic's playoff run, other than he played cheater. bad teams. Other than he was one of the great players we've ever seen. Against bad teams. I agree. Basketball. 2 on 5 5 9 2 94, 94. We're not talking Sixers. We're talking Birds. Where are you at with the team after a tumultuous week of press conference? Coming up a little bit, we're going to get Elliott's top three choices for who he wants to be the Eagles offense coordinator. We'll take your thoughts on that as well if you have them. Let's go back to the phones, go to Westchester, and talk to our guy, Drew. What up, pal? Good afternoon, folks. Uh, Elliot, you'll, uh, you'll appreciate this. I was sitting in a bar the other night, and the song Take On Me is playing, and without <laughs> even realizing the it, SP. I found myself singing to the song, but not to the real song. Yeah. Oh, I find I think, myself doing that. So, too. Drew, I'll take it a step further. I have said this to Matt Battle, the genius who put that together. I think it's the single greatest thing ever created for WIP, that song. I, I think it is It is so awesome, the ESP It song. is catchy. It's very catchy. I, so I, I, I think my favorite is the ACDC one of the three, but I agree they're all uh, they're all They're all really, they're agree all they're solid. All great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh so I got uh, some thoughts. I'll give you my uh, offensive coordinator choice at the end if I could. But thoughts on this week. Uh, I'm not sure. if th- There's a meme. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it before, but it's kind of like someone looking like bittersweet. And it's like it's the meme says, I've won, but at what cost? Yep, yeah. And that's a little bit how I feel about like this week and about Nick and all. I agree with you guys. It does not matter how he looks or how he sounds at the press conference. But what is super important is that, you know, come like OTAs, come camp, that he comes back, you know, refreshed, like comfortable in his own skin, ready to sell, you know, his role to the players and ready to sell these new 
coordinators. And, you know, I, I felt like Doug in 2020, like after he was forced to fire Mike Groh and some assistants, like he just looked so burnt out and like yeah. never in it. And I just hope Nick can get back there because he is he is a good I think I believe he is a very good motivator. But I feel like this season just like really seemed to beat him down like, yeah. extra hard. Drew, it's a great point. I actually think sometimes, like, no human should be the Eagles head coach more than three years just for, <laughs> like, we health compared purposes. It, well, we compared it yeah. to, like, presidents. Exactly. Like, Nick yeah. looked like, you know, a president after a four-year yeah. term where their hair went from brown to white. So, so a couple things. One, I thought Nick said something very interesting, which is kind of along the lines of what you were saying, where he feels a motivation to reprove himself. Because that I is agree. where I he is. I like that a lot. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Um, but the other thing that we won't know the answer to until we're in the season and, you know, we're all talking in week nine or ten is how will Nick handle this new role? Well, it's a lot of the same similarities, and I kind of think that's why he had trouble answering the what do you do question because his job responsibilities have not super changed. I do just wonder, you know, if it's week eight and the new offensive scheme guy is like, well, actually, this is, I think, you know, we're going to keep doing on offense. I just, behind the scenes, I wonder how Nick handles that. So you're right that I think we still have to find out this new offensive uh, scheme structure, how that's going to work. But I do think Nick, by the time we get to training camp, will be very motivated to come in and prove that he's still a great head coach. I hope so. And I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's just like, you know, if the offense like starts slow or like needs like a ramp up period, you know, just kind of trying to get those thoughts out of his head of like, Oh, well, like my offense, like work kind of, kind of thing. Now, uh, transitioning there, uh, my, my choice, top choice for OC by far would be Eric the enemy. I think, you know, ultimately you got to hire like the best guy. But one thing I do kind of like is like the element of like iron sharpens iron a little bit. It seems like he's had success against Fangio style defenses. Yeah. So I think they can be good great point, against Drew. each other. Uh, boys, I am going to describe, I'm going to put my status for next week. Unfortunately, it's doubtful. I'm taking my wife to the UConn game at MSG, nice. but I will catch up. No uh, worries, I'll talk it. to you this week. Elliot, hopefully I talk to you, you know, by my Super Bowl man. weekend yeah. at the latest. Yeah, love enjoy you, the boys. Game. Have a great show. Love you too, Drew. Great great call in general. And, yeah, you know, I've said it. I love Enemy. I love the idea of Enemy. I also think, similar to the Fangio point, you know, everything we've heard about Enemy is he's pretty tough on players. Yeah. You know, that he comes in and he, he, he is a, a hard-line guy. And I think especially with Nick in the in the middle as the CEO guy, I think it's a perfect spot for Nick to be in the middle there with who he is as a person and have two kind of tougher people running the offense and the defense from, from the way they go about their business, a little stricter, a little more, you know, whatever. And then you have Nick as the one who can bring that kind of new age uh, 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 connection to players. So I do think Nick Nick is not tougher. Not that Nick's easy. Yeah, I think I'm not Nick, trying to imply that Nick's soft. I don't That's think he's like a player's coach no, in how know. we think about the yeah. term. Um, but I agree, Enemy would bring a lot of the same things um, that Vic Fangio brings. He's done it for multiple head coaches. He's done it with multiple teams, multiple different He'll kind get of quarterbacks. When he walks in, yeah, I, I think players respect him. Call um, plays. All I, I don't think you have to hold Enemy's hand. Not that he had to hold Brian Johnson's hand, but Brian Johnson was a first-time play caller. There's just natural just parts a, of, a fact of the situation. With anybody when you're first on your job. There's just things you don't know. You don't even know you don't know them yet. So I think enemy as offensive coordinator would, would make a ton of sense. Interestingly enough, they have not been linked to him, though. Yeah, so. yeah. So so we're going to come up in a little bit. We're going to get the um, Elliot's top three. Just quickly, though, Elliot, I, I know they've been linked to Kellen Moore, um, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Are there any other names? Gerard Johnson. Who, are there any other names? Like, who else have they been linked to? Those are the know? only three that Those I've seen. Those are the only three. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll get Elliot's coming up in a few. His top three choices. Uh, we just got mine. It's Eric Bianami. So we've already done that. Yeah. <laughs> 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and talk to our guy, Anthony, in South Philly. Anthony! Hey, how are you, buddy? What a pleasure, my friend. How, how, are, you? how are you? What's up, Anthony? Good to hear from you, man. Uh... You guys just covered most of my points. <laughs> oh, no, well, you'll probably make them better. Yeah, so. yeah, you're more eloquent than we are. Well, let me just say this. Uh, uh, I would love, love to see the enemy for this reason. When he was in Kansas City, he uh, saw the, the um, benefit of meshing your running game with Pacheco and with your passing game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the Eagles need a more balanced attack. Kingsbury uh, and Kellen Moore, who I really don't want, after what he did in Dallas, they ran him out of there, and, and uh, Prescott's uh, game actually improved after they got rid of him. I mean, in I don't know, part. Anthony. Really quick, I'm just curious for what what you don't like about Kellen Moore outside of that, because they did put up good numbers in Dallas. They put top numbers up, but yeah. 
but they weren't uh, consi- uh, not consistent, but weren't able to win. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, if your game improves with McCarthy, who I don't even think is a good coach, calling plays, that doesn't bode well as far as with my. But did Dak's game really improve? I know he turned it over less, but Dak had some outstanding years under Kellen. Well, he was Moore. because Kellen Moore pushes the ball too far down the field, and he was throwing an average of two picks a game when he came back from his injury. Well, that'll certainly fit in well with this offense. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's my point. I don't yeah. want to see them. You know, I want them to start to see the dump offs to the running backs and and things like that. Uh, you know, take the short game. Take what they give you. Uh, yeah. Stop trying to push the ball 20 yards down the field. And uh, here's something I don't think you guys considered. If ROC transforms Jalen Hurts to his former self and turns our offense into like a 30, 40-pointed game scoring juggernaut, Nick may have signed his own death warrant. Yeah, I, Elliot, so Anthony, Elliot said that. So Elliot said that same thing earlier. He literally said, "If if that happens, w- would you keep that guy over Nick?" There you go. Yeah, so it's a, I it's agree. a. Fa- I had not. To, you two thought that I had not thought of that concept. Well, I had thought about the concept of losing the guy. I had not thought about the concept of potentially keeping him over Nick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and as far as what you listen, if, if, here's where he could solidify his, his, his position as head coach, Sirianni, in my mind. If they bring in a guy like Biennemi, who's a bad cop, and they got Fangio, who's a bad cop, and when the players are complaining yep. like they Anthony, have, he could be the good cop. Anthony, this is my. This is exactly what I'm going with. Like this is the kind of uh, the lane I'm in right now. I think that's right. what part of the reason I want Biennemi. Period. But that's part of the reason I want the enemy. I just think that that setup there just makes a lot of sense philosophically. Listen, James, Sirianni's biggest failing to me was he was too much a friend. He wasn't an authoritative figure with the easy practices and the no preseason games. And, I mean, didn't Harbaugh well, Anthony, get fired this year for, for, for violating um, uh, the CBA, uh, for making them practice too hard? I think the Ra- nice- I think the Ravens got caught breaking a rule. If that's right, what you're talking. Right. Yeah, but but, Listen, but the- I that fine all day. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think it's Sirianni making the decision on practice. Like yeah, he's involved in it, come yeah. down from that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the bigger thing, Anthony, is not as much the practice stuff. I think the thing with Nick is that I think that that's just his personality. He always talks about like how he texts with players off the field and they're yes. watching games and it, and they call him Nick and all that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, especially if you can have disciplinarians around you. But I think it might just be his personality. I think he's just might be someone who's more comfortable being friendly than you being. You know what, James? I think you're dead right. And you know what that reminds me of is a perfect analogy. I don't have children, but I see my friends that do. And I, one of the biggest failings I think they make is that instead of being their parent, they want to be their friend. Totally. And a head coach... I don't think that's a good trait. Anthony, great, great call. Keep him coming. And look, I, I don't know if it... I, I, I think we're going a little I think far. Nick can be a disciplinarian yeah. when he needs yes. to. But I yeah. think that, that Nick's... One of Nick's strengths... Like, let's look at it from a positive instead of a negative. This is We're making this out to be a negative. Let's look at it from a positive. One of Nick's great strengths is connecting with people and, and people younger than him and these athletes. And, and he can connect to them on their level. Like... Use that. It's okay yeah. for him to be more the good guy than the bad guy. If you bring in guys who can do that other stuff, it makes sense. So I, I agree with all this, and I think it's it's an important part of being a head coach. But ultimately, why Nick failed last year isn't because it because oh, he wasn't wasn't a bad cop. What, what I'm saying is, I think where these other coordinators will really help Nick is, I think a lot of the sloppiness we saw could have been a result of Nick being stretched too thin on the sideline. Sure, line. it's possible with, with the enemy. If that, and it's not going to be him, but you know, but uh, someone like that. If there's a guy that's called plays, and then Fangio, I think Nick. I mean, Nick has to. It's not a he should. Nick has to be better at those things if he is going to keep his job for another year. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll continue to take your calls for the next hour and twenty minutes. Rob Ellis is coming up at three. How do you feel about the Eagles now after the press conference this week? The Vic Fangio hired the potential for an offensive coordinator hire. Coming up next, Elliot Tor Parks is going to tell you his top three choices for offensive coordinator candidates on the market that he would like to see come in and be the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Plus your calls at 215-592-9494. We'll be right back. <laughs> I love it. I can spike in a Spritz of Fritz. What do we think? It's great. It's a, that is good. a great name. I don't know if they can go with that. I don't know but, if it, yeah, but it is it is strong. Yeah, it's very good. Whoever did that, well done. It's good. Yeah. I mean, you figure the top Eagles guy in, uh, in um, Ike. 
one of the top Phillies guys in Jack. Obviously, you're right there. Mm-hmm. And then the number two Sixers guy behind me. Behind Spike. you, so yeah. That'll be good, yeah. They really have all the topics lined That's up. That's good. I like that you're willing to give Ike top Eagles guy over you, though. Well, yeah. I, you know, he played the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The service he, he did for the Eagles. I'll, uh, Shout I'll out to Ike. Yeah. All right, 215-592-9494. As we continue to react to the Eagles week, the press conference coming up in two minutes. Two minutes. Elliot Shore Parks will give us his top three offensive coordinators. Let's go back to the phones, go to Ocean City, and talk to our buddy Chris. Hey, Chris. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What up, Chris? How's it going? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit better. The doom and gloom. You've been down, Chris. The last like two or three times we've talked yeah. to you, you've been like as down as maybe the ever any time we've ever talked to you. Oh yeah, like I was I was ready to burn bridges. I've yeah. Been yeah. I've been well, there was that time you got in a fight with Buzz. Yeah, that, that would probably that, be <laughs> the, 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 the other time. Yeah. I think hasn't he been fighting with other people recently too? Yeah. I think yeah. I, think, I love I it. We always knew he was the problem. That's what we tried to tell <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. But, uh, but, yeah, so, so overall with that press conference, I feel good just because there was an acknowledgement that it wasn't working and that yeah, the way that I they agree. were doing it wasn't sustainable. Because that's what was driving me crazy all year was that they, they kept saying, like, like, the offense is the offense. The offense works. Year. We know it works. Yeah. Yeah, and they were being so obstinate. And even after the season, pretending like it wasn't a big deal. So at least with these firings, at least with that tail between the legs press conference, there's a sense of humility and public acknowledgement that it went wrong and terribly wrong. Well, um, and Chris, to that point, so I do think the offense was better than people give it credit for, but that, that debate aside, there is a real shot they could have came out and said just that. You know, that we look at the sample size and it's a smaller one of the offense struggling than being great. So your point about them being willing to admit changes needed I know Nick has gotten clowned a little bit for, you know, saying that he just gave up all his power. I actually think he deserves credit for doing what Doug wouldn't. Like, Doug was unwilling to change. You can say it's, like, emasculating or whatever, but what Nick is really saying is... he's just trying to keep his job, which he is, but... But he's also being willing to change. I think that's an important quality. And, Nick, Chris, I'm with you. Like, there were, like, four or five things that were said that made me really, really happy. I already talked about hearing them say that someone they're going to hire someone to be in charge of the offense to call plays it's their thing made me really happy uh to your point hearing nick openly admit that it got still that we need fresh eyes we need a different perspective i really liked hearing that as well and it, it can totally work this system can work nick can be successful as half mascot half press secretary i think he has the skill set to excel at that and it requires them winning because if it goes poorly yeah. and you have two other alpha personalities with head coaching experience, it could go south real bad and real fast. Mm-hmm. And then just, just real quick, I just want to leave you with one last point. I've been really disappointed with the vitriol and the character assassination about Jalen the last couple of weeks. There is so much speculation based off of a poorly written article with about six quoted words in it. And the one person who was actually quoted on record came out and said, "This like, isn't true." So, Chris, I, 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 dis- I disagree yeah. with you. All right, Chris, I'm I, yeah. with you on this. I, I, like that, that article aside, and, and Elliot, yeah. and not the article, the but the people, yeah. And you've been one of the people criticizing Jalen. Well, but Jalen deserves I'm not, criticism. I, like, well, I'm, uh, not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage with you directly about it. So okay. If you have questions or comments, go to them through James. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> Sounds, good. Sounds good. <laughs> I said I'm, I'm I'm getting my way back. I'm not quite all the way uh, back. I can't argue yeah. with Jalen with you about about it yet. But uh, yeah, starting to starting to feel on the man. But anyways, I uh, love you guys. Love the coverage, and I'll I'll, I'll be talking my man. To you You're all, the all, best, all. Chris. We'll talk to you next week, and and we're improving there. Two one five five nine two nine four nine. Well, just 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 really quickly on that because I think a lot of Eagles fans, and look, I'm on Twitter all the time. I see it is WIPs ripping Jalen down. I don't think anybody, in my opinion, is ripping Jalen down. Jalen is a leader of the team. He's the most important player in the franchise. He's one of the most important people in the franchise. If we're going to criticize Nick and Howie and all these people, I think it's been well reported outside of just the one article. And, you know, Ike has talked about this a lot. Like, a lot of hosts have talked about it. I think Jalen needs to be a better leader next year. No doubt. That doesn't mean he's a bad person. I don't think character assassination is – I know he's a bit tongue-in-cheek there. It's not like a fair way to put it. Part of analyzing Jalen is on and off the field, and I think it's pretty well accepted amongst most people that he has to be a better leader next year. I don't think there's any question. And, look, I understand that maybe uh, he's going to have to step outside his comfort zone in certain ways from a personality perspective, but you know what? Like, 
you're the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's that that comes with the territory. Now, I do think that some of the criticism has gone too far. I agree with Chris on that. And I think from a player perspective, I think people are freaking out when this guy's 25 years old, has already proven that he can play at the highest level in the most important of games yeah. at, in the NFL. And he's 25 years old and he's still learning. Like, Tom Brady wasn't the, what he became later at 25. None of these guys were. You know, we always say, oh, Drew Brees, he's seen everything. It's because he saw everything. Right. Like, he got a chance to see everything. Like, I just think it's so crazy for people to – and I, we, look, there are people on the station, callers who I, we might disagree or do disagree with me, but I think to, to impugn Jalen's career because of this year or because of the stuff we've seen this year is, is absolutely well, insane I, because we know he's going to work at it and we know that he can get – now, the leadership stuff and learning personality-wise, that's something where I, I need to see if he can do that. And, and be what we need him to be there. But from a on-the-field perspective, I think what you saw this year, it's crazy to say that that's, like, that's a, an issue for the rest of his well, career. Well, so if anybody's saying that Jalen is who he was in 2023, then, yeah, I think that's going too far. Like, I think Jalen is a combination of everything he's been, 2022, 2023. But I think he can get better and grow I, and become I agree better. He, that's what he already did. He, the jump he made from 21 to 22, how many people never thought he would come close to doing something like that? To doubt him now a year later is silly to me. I just think it got to a point with Carson Wentz where you were unable to criticize him. It can't get like that with Jalen where – it's character assassination to say he needs to, bear, to be a better leader or, or if you say oh, he agree. needs to play better that you're out on him. Like, I agree. Jalen didn't have the year he expected. I don't think Jalen had the year anybody expected. Oh, I agree. He had a disappointing year. That doesn't mean that Tui is going to be next year. It doesn't mean that Tui is permanently. But he needs to be better next year, and he needs to improve for this team to be better. I 100% agree. All right, back to the phones in a sec. Elliot, uh, we mentioned it a few times. Uh, you have the power to sign an offensive coordinator for the yes. Philadelphia Eagles. You get three choices. Who are your top three? Go from three to one. Let's build some drama. All right, so this guy, uh, if you just go off a resume with offense, and I think it's a good way to look at it, this guy had a top 10 offense for his team in points last year, top 10 rushing offense, top 10 in third down, top 10 in, in red zone. Oh, wait, sorry, that's Brian Johnson. My bad. My, my apologies. Oh, so, no. my bad. I had the wrong note up yeah. on my app. No. What was it the last seven weeks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my number three would be – it's a name no one's talked about, but I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, Clint Kubiak. He works for the 49ers. Is that Gary's son? I believe, yeah. I wow. believe it. Yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't know that. Passing game that? coordinator, which gives me a little bit of like – So I could, there's another Niners guy. Was, I mean, I think Brian Greasy is a quarterback's coach, an interesting one too. But he'd he, be an interesting yeah. one. I don't know if he's – like I guess they both would have head coach potential in a way. I mean, Brian but, Greasy, when you hear guys who used to play with him talk about him, like people are like, you know, photographic memory, like all that kind of – like he's like really highly thought of for people who play Yeah, with no, him. I, I think he's not a good one. I think I like Clint Kubiak just because he is younger. Now, he hasn't called plays. That is a concern for me. But he's coming from the Shanahan tree. He's worked with quarterbacks. Uh, he's a passing game coordinator. A little bit of PTSD from the, you know, Scangarillo passing game mm -hmm. coordinator, 49ers thing. But he would be number three for me. Uh, number two – it, it is Cliff King. Whoa! Yeah. I, I know people are down on him. People are very down. But he's people do not like the idea of Cliff King. He's, he's called plays in college. He's called them in the NFL. He has coached a top offense in college. He has coached a top offense in the NFL. I still think he is upside. I think judging him off the Cardinals thing isn't fair. The Cardinals are a losing organization with bad talent. So unless you think Kyler Murray's way better than a lot of people do, I don't think he had great players there. Um, so he would be number two for me. And number one is Eric Bieniemy. I think we're overthinking hey, it. Hey, look at us. Yeah, I think we're overthinking it to put anybody else number Thank one. Oh, he's, he's called plays in the NFL at an extremely high level. He had Sam Howell looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for stretches last year. Uh, the, the Chiefs got worse when he left, and, the, and Washington got better when he got there. I think he'd be a head coach of that side of the ball. Um, Bieniemy for me is like a nice. clear cut. I did one. not see that coming. Two one five five nine two nine four nine. Let's go back to the phones and talk to our guy Justin in Richmond. What up, Josh? What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing, Justin? You know, Elliot, when you were naming off the stats at the beginning, I was like, dear God, this is Brian Johnson, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Did I was you pick up on that? I was going to say did. seventh in points, then I knew that would give it away. So I went, but, we went yeah, top ten. If, if you had said seventh in points, that would have been uh, yeah. So I did, there would have been no suspense there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta say, I'm really, I'm really surprised that you had uh, Kingsbury number two. I want, I want nothing to do with that guy. Yeah, wow. Justin, I feel like you are speaking for most Eagles. Fans. Oh yeah, I'm curious why. I may respect your opinion, well, so I'm curious why you're so down on him. So I'll, I'll be honest. Part of it, um, I, you know, being a Texas fan, like I've watched him since he was in college, and I was just never impressed. Um, I thought he like, I thought he got handed the Arizona job because of Kyler. 
I don't necessarily think he did a lot to deserve getting that job initially. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I have never been impressed with, with anything that, that he's done. Like, you know, his numbers in college were, were awesome. His numbers, I know he's not the main guy because Lincoln Riley's there, but he put his offense did put up a ton of numbers at USC. And I think the Cardinals thing, we, we, you know, over-exaggerate how bad that was. I mean, they were 10 and two. Kyler was an MVP candidate. I mean, there was, there was a high. Oh, you're saying bringing a guy who was 10 and two and collapsed. That sounds like the perfect guy. I know that's the downside, but the Arizona thing wasn't a disaster from beginning to end. He came in, he improved Arizona the first year. He made them even better the second year. And then it fell apart. I I mean, listen, Elliot, you know, I'm, I'm not a guy that's ever going to just come at you because I disagree with, with your opinion. So like I, I will respect your opinion. I, I, I think respect you, you probably you, you probably have done a little bit more like numbers research on it than I have and a lot of what I'm going off of is, is uh, just eye test and having never been impressed. But you know, I yeah. think you could also make the point with, with USC, like their offense did well when they were playing bad defense. Like yeah, they once USC started playing good teams, like they were done. Um so you know, I think I think the enemy is my top choice, number one. Um, I think it's I think it's hands down. I think it's a little silly that there haven't even been like any reports that we've like tried to reach out. I mean, yeah. obviously we don't know what's happening with Washington, um, but you never know. So I'd, I'd be curious. Um, I'll I'll leave you guys with a question. I'll pull a Drew. Um, I, I'm a lot of people aren't necessarily like super talking about Kellen Moore, and that's actually a name I'm very intrigued by. I'm so curious if you guys could talk about maybe why yeah. you don't think uh, Kellen Moore would be on, on your top list. Yeah. And look, I, I don't I wouldn't hate Kellen Moore, but let's do that coming up next. Yeah. Elliot's thoughts on Kellen Moore. I'll give you my thoughts it's, as well. It's called a tease. It's called a tease. There it is. I'm coming up next. Yeah, there it is. Uh, all right. Uh, plus, in addition to, to the Kellen Moore thoughts, your calls. We want to talk to as many GoBirds listeners as we can. Your thoughts on where you're at with the Eagles after the press conference this week, the big Fangio hire. And all of it. 215-592-9494 plus coming up next. We'll give you our picks for conference championship action. Oh, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Less than a year ago. Yeah. How about that? Uh, we'll give you that as well coming up as well as your calls. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino and the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app as you covered. For betting on all your favorite sports and playing all your favorite casino games, Bet Philly Hoops, big game today. Bet player performances, points, rebounds, and more. Bet Parks app is the only sports betting app that we here at GoBirds use. It's the only one we recommend. It's safe, secure, it's easy to use. Join us and download the Bet Parks app right now and play all your favorite casino games as well. They're right at your fingertips. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to you wherever you are. Play with a live dealer on your phone. Enjoy blackjack, roulette, Texas Hold'em. Play online slots like Divine Fortunes, Cleopatra, and so much more. Here's a great deal for you new users. Download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're down the first 24 hours. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See the website at BetParks.com for details. You love to play. You play to win. You bet Bet Parks. 